Welcome to the Stunt Show, everybody. My name is Mayor Fertig. You're listening to the Nachum Siegel Network. It's Thursday, the 23rd of October, 2014, 1 p.m. Eastern. And thank you so much for tuning in. It has been a long time since uh, we've spent some time together. And uh, I thank you for tuning in for this latest third season of the Nachum Siegel Network, available uh, online on the app. And uh, hope you are enjoying your day. Uh, we have a great show planned for today. We've got a couple of interesting topics planned. For starters, we'll talk about this coming Shabbos, which is a topic we all talk about all the time, but this Shabbos is kind of special. So uh, we're going to talk about the Shabbos Project, and we're also going to talk about what my colleagues at the OU are doing to help support that. Uh, that's one thing. Uh, then we're going to talk with Allison Josephs, who, uh, among other things, is known as the Jew in the City. And she's also about to be known as another host on the Nachum Siegel Network. So we'll talk to her about that and about some of the projects that she's up to. And then we'll circle back around and we'll speak to my colleague, Rabbi Jack Abramowitz, about some of the latest goings-on on on OUTorah.org and uh, what are some things that you can do uh, to uh, improve improve or increase your own uh, customary regular Torah study uh, with the wonders of OU.org. So uh, all that's coming up this this uh, afternoon here on The Stunt Show. Again, my name is Mayor Fertig. I, my day job, I'm the Chief Communications Officer at the OU, but uh, not here. Here, I'm just, just regular folks just spending an hour with you here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Let's bring in our first guests. Let's welcome Rabbi Judah Isaacs, the Director of Community Engagement, and Hannah Farkas, the Assistant Director of Community Engagement and Synagogue Services at the Orthodox Union. Hello to you both. Hello, Mayor. How are you? Thank you for having us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Uh, thank you for making the arduous trip to the studio here, and uh, obviously involved crossing crossing several time zones, rivers, uh, floodplains, or actually just the elevator down to the thirteenth floor. But thank you very much. So, Rabbi uh, Warren Goldstein, the chief rabbi of South Africa, is it right? Uh, came up with a very interesting project. Uh, I believe it's. Last year, they did Correct. this once before Correct. already, and uh, it, it was called the Shabbos Project, and it involved, if I read the statistic and understood it correctly, 75% of the Jews in South Africa keeping a halachic Shabbos. Um, Correct, and it actually began before Shabbos on Thursday night with right. a big challah bake with thousands of people in Johannesburg out on the street uh, making challah. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Well, um, it worked so well the first time that Rabbi Goldstein decided to uh, expand the project, and he sort of open-sourced it, and Jewish organizations around the world have gotten involved. And um, now for this year, Shabbos Parshas Noach, coming up in uh, tomorrow, tomorrow night, uh, there is just an absolutely unbelievable amount of activity planned uh, toward this. Now, if I remember, if I understand correctly, uh, the OU is not actually one of the official signatories of this, but it's been putting its considerable synagogue service resources behind this to support our shuls that are interested, right? Is that, Cor- is that it? Correct. Okay, so tell us about some of the things that are, some of the, the big things, the highlights that are, that are going on about this project. They don't all have to be OU stuff. Uh, anything you can think of that really strikes you as, holy cow, that's amazing. I'd love to hear about that. Well, I mean, there's a lot that's going on right now. Um, each of the communities, I think, is really interesting is that they're all doing something different. You have this basic template of you know, Thursday night chalabig, Friday, uh, Friday night dinner, Shabbos lunch, and then the Havdalah program. Mm-hmm. And you would think that they would have very uh, similar 
outlooks on the the project itself. But there's so many different ways of going about doing it. Um, I know that uh, it was one of some of the communities like Stamford, Connecticut, mm-hmm. is uh, working with all, a wide uh, wide demographic. Um, Reform, conservative, and Orthodox Jews are all coming together under one roof in a hotel in Stamford. Wow. And they're conducting um, different minyanim for Friday night, and then they're having a joint communal dinner. Um, whereas a community like uh, Memphis, Tennessee, they're having a lot of communal activities like the Thursday night chalabake and the... Um, the Havdalah program, but then they're having separate programs throughout the the weekend in different shuls as well. So it's it's really interesting to see what, how people are going about doing this. I heard Nachum mention the Chalabake uh, the other morning on JM and the AM. He he said uh, in New York City it's happening uh, among I guess among other places at Lincoln Square Synagogue. Um, how, how do they do this? Are they bringing in ovens? I mean, all, all these different... This is a logistical Right, challenge. so they're, they're not making the challah. Yeah. They're making the ingredients, and they're braiding it. Oh, okay. And, and then the they're going home, home and then making the challah, because we don't have enough ovens. Right. To... <laughs> I was really wondering about that. <laughs> um, and what they did in Johannesburg is they all mm-hmm. basically made the ingredients so they could go home and make Shabbos. Right. One of the things that I think is important is we have many communities throughout North America that have done a piece of this... Uh, there are national organizations like NJOP, which is doing turn Friday night into Shabbos for a long time here mm-hmm. in North America. Right. And what we try to do at the OU is really take the resources and the best practices that shuls have done throughout the country and put them together so that shuls that wanted to participate in the Shabbos project would have some hands-on ideas of things that have actually worked in communities in North America that they could then replicate and duplicate within their community. So there are programs in Boca Raton, Florida, that have really been been incredible. There are programs that have been done in California, and we put all those resources together so that shuls would really have the opportunity in communities to really do things. And as Hannah said, what's beautiful is that every community is doing something that reflects their community, but all together they're really trying to get people um, from throughout the community to, to observe Shabbat and see the beauty of it. So, so the role that you have the OU playing in this is basically curating some of the most excellent ideas from different places and putting them out to all of our, all the OU shuls. Correct. And we started this about three or four months ago, um, and it's very exciting now to see the culmination of that as the Shabbos project kicks off this weekend. It's fantastic. Uh, so let's give people some uh, some websites that they could go to if they. I mean, a lot of people have probably dialed into this already, but maybe not. So let's. If you're just hearing about this for the first time, first of all, the shabbosproject.org is the main website for this, and that is, by the way, a fantastic website. Um, it, among other things, I was poking through this earlier. It has. Uh, what, what they've done, what they've pulled together, is links basically to. Many, 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 many different shuls and, and organizations that are doing different things. I mean, I even saw uh, just out of nowhere, I just happened to, to happen across uh, something from from Elizabeth, uh, just out of the blue. Uh, something that's not coming up now, but it actually, oh, no, it was from YU. That was what it was. It mentioned that uh, kids from MTA and, and, uh, and the JEC and Elizabeth and TABC and TNEC are uh, are getting together up at YU on uh, tonight Thursday, 
And uh, so that was a flyer that I just saw out of the blue. There's something from there's something here from well, California. You can search in the events yeah. on the Shabbos Project website to see events in any community anywhere in the world. Right, but even if you are not looking with, through it for you know a, a specific tachlitic right. reason, as Rabbi it's Brander amazing. would say, um, it's just incredible just to see everything pulled together. They really did a wonderful job on this. So that's the ShabbosProject.org. So just uh, in, in terms of giving people resources, you also mentioned that you've pulled together, uh, for, the OU has pulled together all of these different best practices from various shuls. So how do people get to that? So that's at OUOR.org slash community, mm-hmm. and they can see all those resources uh, that we put together. F- and those resources are primarily for shuls and communities to be able to do this. The one other website that I want to mention is at Shabbat.com, mm-hmm. there is an opportunity to sign up. Uh, I don't know if it's still too late, but it's Thursday, so there's still Shabbat. People that are interested in being hosted for Shabbat um, or people interested in hosting for Shabbat, uh, there's an opportunity on that website to sign up and to host somebody or to be hosted. Yeah, it's still here. It yeah, says, it's definitely not too late. It says join the fifth at this as of right now, it says join the 51,045 members who have been invited to over 438,876 Shabbat meals. You ready for this? In 4,025 cities in 120 countries. <laughs> that's unbelievable. I'm not sure if that's all for this Shabbat. It's or not if all that's for the, the totality Shabbos, of the Shabbat.com t- project. But. Yeah, but you can search by organization. So you can actually search by the Shabbos project, right. people that are signing on specifically for this program. Um, and it's definitely not too late. You can you can definitely check it out. Um, people are, are still looking to be hosted, and they're, they're looking to have people as well. Mm-hmm. So definitely look at that website. That's, that's Shabbat.com. So there, there's a lot of online material, a lot of resources online that different people could go to to, um, to I think get information. That one of the important things that we've been stressing throughout mm-hmm. is that this is an opportunity, especially if you have a Jewish colleague at work or somebody that you interact with on a daily basis who's Jewish but hasn't really experienced the Shabbat, this is an opportunity to really bring them together, and especially that it's so close after the holidays when there are many Jews who have been in shul or Mm -hmm. been somewhere else, and shul and Yom Kippur can be very long and Rosh Hashanah can be long. This is something that's very joyous and very exciting, and the opportunity to be there for that um, is something that can be very special, and our shuls have been really working very hard to uh, encouraging their members to invite people. And that it's happening in communities throughout the country, and it's happening in communities where many people observe Shabbat, like Teaneck, mm-hmm. and it's happening in places like Memphis, and it's happening in places like Montreal, uh, Toronto. So there really are a lot of exciting opportunities, and uh, you still have 24 hours to sign up and get ready. I'm sure there are resources, uh, there, there are tips and hints on those websites that we offered, uh, the ShabbosProject.org, the the OU.org slash community, and uh, perhaps even Shabbat.com that, that give people information about how to um, approach uh, colleagues, friends, acquaintances, uh, without seeming weird, without being a creep. I mean, any tips, anything that off the top of your head that you would suggest to people, either either of you? Our, our guests are, let me just tell everybody, our guests are Hannah Farkas, who is the Assistant Director of Community Engagement and Synagogue Services of the Orthodox Union, and Rabbi Judah Isaacs, who's the Director of Community Engagement for the OU. Uh, my name is Mayor Fertig. You're listening to The Stunt Show on the Nahum Siegel Network. It's Thursday, the 23rd of October, and thank you for tuning in. So getting back to my question, what are some what are some things that people could say? What are some, some tips? Is there is there a mind game you have to play with yourself to get comfortable doing this? Because it's not the sort of thing most people do. 
A, a little bit. Um, but we do have some cute little videos that were shared with us by the Boca Raton Synagogue mm-hmm. um, of, of just how to go about approaching people, what's the right way to ask them to come for Chavez. Is there a wrong way? Believe it or not, there is. <laughs> I'm not surprised, actually. <laughs> um, and that's on there as well. So, uh, yeah, you can check it up, uh, check it out on our website, ou.org slash community. Um, there's a, a whole PDF that you can, can look at, and there's some cute little mm-hmm. videos there as well. So I, I have to think that would have to be one of the hardest parts of all of this. You know, having strangers at the table, no big deal. You know, so many, many of us could talk to anybody and that sort of thing. But really going up to that person and having a conversation about something that's uncomfortable and personal and private in some ways, in many ways. Right. I, I, I spoke to somebody actually this weekend who invited a neighbor of theirs mm-hmm. uh, over, and they said it wasn't so hard to invite them, and they were excited about the invitation. They're a little worried about the reciprocity. 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 Thank you, Mayor. Right. So that's, you know, that's, I think, a, another challenge. But, you know, right. I think there's an understanding that, you know, we keep certain customs and other things. Right. But the truth is Shabbat is a beautiful thing. And to be able to see it, um, you know, live and in action and to see a family together, families don't have meals together in America anymore. Right. Um, you know, the Shabbat experience is really a unique experience. The whole idea of turning off technology in the world that we live that's 24-7, mm-hmm. there, there's a lot of beauty that that uh, people can experience. And yes, you know, our website will help you with how to, how to make the ask, but it's not as hard as you think. Interesting. Uh, before we uh, before we say our final words on this subject, let's uh, treat people to uh, a little musical interlude. There's a famous song we've we've all heard. Just one Shabbos. Mordechai ben David made it famous on a Jep album. Um, Hannah, certainly before you were born. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> and uh, forgive me, but that's just a fact. Um, and I was probably about five when it came out. So uh, if it makes you feel any better. Yeah. And. Uh, <laughs> It's a famous song that Mordechai ben David sang very well. It's been covered a bunch of times, and now it's been covered again by uh, by Eighth Day, Benny Friedman, and I think the Yeshiva Boys Choir, um, or one of the boys choirs. And uh, it is uh, it is online. You could find it. Let's play a little bit of it. Uh, my favorite parts are the uh, little cameos at the end by uh, my friend Judah at Pizza Time on Avenue J, and <laughs> and a little cameo by Mordechai ben David himself. So uh, let's play just one Shabbos for 2014. Standing very near He's passed this way before He might just live next door But somehow He's someone we've ignored He watches as we walk To show our hearts So full of love Dressed up in our finest To thank the one above Yet none could find a way Or make time in their day To ask him if he'd like To come and pray Just one Shabbos and we'll all be free Just one Shabbos, come and join with me We'll sing and dance to the sky With our spirits so high We will show them all it's true Let them come and join us too Just one Shabbos and we'll all be free Just one Shabbos, come and join with me We'll sing and dance to the sky 
Eighth day, Benny Friedman, and a little bit of Mordechai Ben David right there at the end, if you heard him. Uh, in the video, he's uh, sitting at a Shabbos table wearing a, uh, wearing a strimal, and uh, 
He did not sing on this uh, this version of Just One Shabbos, but there he goes, Mordechai Ben David. Anyway, it's the Stunt Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Mayor Furtick. Thank you for tuning in on this Thursday, the 23rd of October. Uh, my guests for this segment are Rabbi Judah Isaacs. He is the Director of Community Engagement at the Orthodox Union, and Hannah Farkas, who is the Assistant Director of Community Engagement and Synagogue Services. Um, let, let's uh, let's have some last words about the Shabbos Project. Uh, Rabbi Isaacs, what, uh, what would you recommend for people? I would recommend you still have time if you're interested in hosting somebody and don't have somebody to invite to go to Shabbat.com. Um, I would go to the OU.org slash community website to see sort of how to invite somebody um, and go to the Shabbos project and see the events that are going on and go tonight to a Chalabek if uh, you're a woman and you're interested. Uh, they're happening in every community anywhere in the world. So uh, anywhere that you happen to be listening, there's a challah for you tonight. So I would encourage you to take advantage of the many activities that are happening throughout the Shabbos. Fantastic. And that's theshabbosproject.org. Hannah, any last words? Um, I guess just really if, if, you know, this weekend wasn't wasn't right for everyone, um, if you weren't able to get it to get everything together for this weekend, just give us a call and we'll try to make it for another weekend. We'll try to help you with any program consultations as well. For a shul, you mean? Yep, for a and, shul, and, for a person, anyone right. who's, who wants to bring this to their community. And I would, I would say that you're onto something important there also. I think even for an individual, if somebody couldn't quite get involved for this week, so invite somebody another week. Yeah, there's Shabbos every week. Exactly. So. <laughs> every seven days it rolls around. Very good. Thank you both. Sure. All right, let's turn now to Allison Josephs, otherwise known as Jew in the City. And uh, Allison, welcome back to the Stunt Show. Thank you for having me back to the Sun Show. It is a pleasure. So um, we've just been talking about uh, the Shabbos Project, and uh, I noticed as I went to one of the websites, I believe it is the uh, the OU website, ou.org slash community, that has a whole bunch of resources that we were just talking about for uh, shuls that, want, that are running Shabbos Project programming. Um, I noticed your uh, Shabbos video. <laughs> You know, it, it's, uh, it worked out well. We made it a few years ago, and suddenly Shabbos became all the rage. So, uh, you know, we were ahead of our time. <laughs> Go figure. Who knew that it would start happening every single week? Craziness. It's really something. Anyway, so uh, for those not familiar, of course, uh, JewInTheCity.com is an amazing resource of uh, positive information and, um, and uh, repositioning rebranding of, uh, of observant Judaism, uh, all coordinated and overseen by uh, the ringmaster, Allison Josephs herself. And Allison, in addition to being one of the busiest people in, uh, in the Jewish communal world who I've met to date, uh, you're taking on a new role that you and Nachum discussed the other morning on JM the AM. Radio show host. Amazing. Ever done that before? So the truth actually is that my husband and I had a radio show when we first got married. That was like our Shauna Rishona little thing mm -hmm. um, at Barnard. We were both at Columbia finishing up our degree and Barnard had a radio show. And for some reason, we thought that that was a cool idea. <laughs> so it was like everything Jewish. Um, and we played music and I don't even know what we did. I used to know how all those buttons worked. I've <laughs> lost all that information. I think I threw all the children that have been born. I think you lose part of your brain as that happens. But right. I used to know how that stuff works. So, so the part of your brain that went away is the board op part. Exactly. Wow, that's tragic. I also forgot how to fly a plane. No, just joking. You never <laughs> have to do that. Right? <laughs> uh, so, so now that you uh, 
that you are taking on this role again, though, aside from the fact that you don't necessarily know what, you know, not to press that button, um, you, of course, are, are skilled and experienced at the hosting part, right? It's going to just be like stepping off the curb. No, the hosting part I find a little bit challenging. Like, I'm very good at answering questions because right. I'm really good at I once won a talking contest on the way to camp when I was 10. <laughs> like, the, the, just the goal was to just, like, keep on talking. And people that went before me were, like, after a couple of minutes, like, they were, like, sweating and getting all nervous. Like, so for me, I was, like, when I finished one topic, I was, like, let's talk about this now. And it was, like, an hour-long ride to camp, and I just, like, <laughs> talked the entire way. So I have the gift of gab. In fact, one of my favorite stories is yeah. that once on the Jewish channel, um, being interviewed for the salon, um, and they were doing voice checks for every person on the show, and then they never did mine. I was like, hey, what am I, chopped liver? And they're like, no, we didn't need to check your mic. You've been talking the whole time. So, uh, <laughs> no, so I'm very good at talking, and I very, feel very comfortable answering interviews, but the challenge for hosting a show is like, it just feels weird to start speaking when no one's been speaking, and then suddenly, like, why am I talking right now? You That's mean right at the beginning? the very beginning like why like everyone's been quiet right and then just suddenly here i am like what is my reason it's the same thing for even like starting to perform we saw my husband and i saw jerry seinfeld a couple of years ago yeah. and he sort of kicked off the show and he mentioned that weirdness of just why are you talking when you weren't talking before no one i mean i guess they asked you to talk because they tuned in or they came to your show but everyone was quiet and then you just started talking after being silent it's just it's a weird moment so i have to sort of get used to how that begins each time. Like the, the truth of the matter is that it is a weird moment, and uh, and it does take a little bit of getting used to. But I think you're going to be able to do it. I mean, because you've identified you've identified what that weirdness is. So now it's just a matter of pushing past it. But I think what I want to do is talk about how weird it is every, every time, which I think will be a weird thing to listen to. Like for instance, while I was getting married, my husband, like right. under the chuppah, was like all into it, and like you know, like his eyes were tearing and. Right. I just kept thinking, if you look at my wedding pictures and the videos, I have the most bizarre look on my face because, like, in my mind, I'm like, I'm getting married right now. Like, my whole life is when I will get married and my whole life after this will be when I did get married. But, like, right now, I'm getting married. Like, right now. Now, 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 now. <laughs> so, like, that is what my face looks like during our entire walking down the aisle, going around my husband. Like, that was how I looked. So, I sometimes get too cerebral. So, and then I like to talk about being cerebral. So it'll be an interesting show, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling that it will be. <laughs> Our guest is Allison Josephs, JewInTheCity.com, and upcoming host on the Nachum Siegel Network. When is uh, You're listening to The Stunt Show. My name is Mayor Fertig, and uh, I've had less trouble historically just starting to talk, um, but uh, I, do know, I do know of the weirdness of which you speak. When is your show starting, Allison, and what are you going to call it? Um, it's called Jew in the City Speaks. Mm -hmm. You know, it's pretty fitting. And it's starting Thursday, which is today at 10 a.m. It's every Thursday at 10 a.m. So uh, the the first uh, the first installment of Jew in the City Speaks was at 10 o'clock this morning exactly. on uh, the Nachum Siegel Network. If you missed it, you can tune in on the archive. Uh, go to NachumSiegel.com and hit archives or go to the app, of course, if you're listening on that. Um, try to do it after this show. You know, so you could hear the rest of this one because because we're getting along so well. Don't go anywhere, you know, but uh, but certainly don't forget to tune into Allison Joseph's on Jew in the City Speaks. Um, Allison, we mentioned uh, the uh, Shabbos video that you did, um, and I also mentioned that you were one of the hardest working people I know in Jewish communal life. Uh, I should mention full disclosure that I am uh, fortunate to be one of the advisors to Jew in the City. So just so no secrets here between us and our listeners. Um, Tell us a little bit about some of the upcoming projects 
that you're working on. What's uh, anything big? Uh, so, yeah, um, on Tuesday of this week, we just announced our third annual Orthodox Jewish All-Stars list. Um, wow. So we have some pretty exciting people uh, this year from a, a wide range of industries. Um, and we're planning right now um, our yearly event. We have a, a red carpet premiere party and awards show um, where we're opening up tickets to the public. You know, there's been so much negative stuff in the news for the Orthodox community. Um, I'm just happy that we have something that people um, are feeling good about. And, some, you know, in the first few hours of putting up the post, um, there are already several hundred shares on Facebook. And it's just, you know, there. it's not to say we're a perfect community. It's not to say we're not without faults. We need to correct things where there are problems. But, like, we need to have some wins. We need to have some things we feel good about. So we're we're happy to be contributing. And these are people that are existing, you know, right now they've been existing all this time, but for us to collect them and to show that year after year, there's all these people that are quietly going about their lives, doing incredible things, living out their dreams, using their God-given talents um, and not feeling held back by, you know, halacha, but feeling like it gives their life meaning and purpose. So that's, that's uh, one of our exciting projects we're right in the middle of right now. That really is. And, you know, again, just to just to get back to what you said a moment ago, it's not like you made these people up just for the sake of some publicity. You know, you didn't you didn't invent them right. uh, to 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 uh, to do some spin. Uh, these are these are real live people, actual actual individuals who are incredibly talented, incredibly accomplished, um, in some cases, incredibly successful and uh and they are, you know, people that you want to recognize. Uh, could you tell us uh, about a few of them? Uh, so a, a pretty cool one is Joyce Azria, who is the daughter of uh, BCBG's Max Azria. Really? Uh, yeah. So she um, was raised, um, I mean, really just in the middle of the fashion industry. Her Shabbos dinners had people like uh, Britney Spears and, you know, um, Katy Perry and, I mean, every celebrity and designer you could imagine, she just sort of grew up at their feet. Right. And um, she was raised traditional Sephardic, but about four or five years ago, uh, she became Orthodox, um, shaitzel wearing and everything. Wow. She um, is so proud, and she really wants to use her the platform that she has. And she, she recognizes that she was born into a very uh, unique situation and a special place in life, but she feels like it's her duty to use the, you know, the, the privileges that she was given to, um, spread spirituality, um, and, and reach, you know, people all around the world. So, um, that's a pretty exciting one. Um, so we have like kind of more of our, and then we have a Disney animator, director, Saul Blinkoff, anybody who's got a kid yeah, probably knows of the hit uh, TV show, Doc McStuffins or the movies Mulan, Pocahontas, um, so he's been working in Disney for years now. Um, he's also uh, a Balchuva. Um, he does a ton of teaching out in L.A. where he lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so far, we've heard that uh, Joyce and Saul are planning on coming in for the event. We actually have a whole bunch of this year's and previous year's uh, All-Stars coming in. Um, and then we have some more people on, like, the cerebral side because we've got a sort of, like, cool, like, you know, glitzy L.A. stuff. We've got um, – three kind of math science winners. We've got this whiz kid, Josh Meyer, who's placed high in the Intel prize and um, Google awards and all uh, CNN named him one of the eight whiz kids that will change the future of medicine. Really? Um, so, really? 
He's uh, with his yarmulke and all the pictures. Um, and it's like the funniest thing because, like, in his spare time, he's like, you know, a concert pianist and like starts a nonprofit and <laughs> is, is like a CEO of uh, a pharmaceutical company. In his spare time. And he also like wins like Chidon Hatanach contest. It's it's his his bio is um is pretty incredible. How old did you say he is? He's 18 years young. Um, so yeah, it's um. Nainahara. Yeah, he's uh. And again, um, lots of different, uh, you know, is excelled in so many different ways. And God willing, he'll have a very bright future. I think we've only just begun to see what what he's capable of. And then on the, you know, on the other end, him being younger, we have someone uh, more towards, you know, the end of his career, who's a Zadie already, Barry Simon, Professor Barry Simon, who won the Poincaré Prize, the Henri Poincaré Prize, which mm-hmm. is like the highest award you can get in mathematical physics. Now, the truth is that I don't really understand anything that um, Professor Simon has done. I tried to under, I didn't really understand <laughs> that Josh Meyer's done either. Right. Something with like mitochondrial DNA and stem cells, sort of for Josh. Um, Barry Simon's um, mathematical physics, like really went over, but something with theorems and numbers and lots of cool stuff if you like math. Um, right. And then we have this uh, really fabulous woman who uh, was born in Vienna, escaped from the Nazis, um, has been Orthodox her whole life, just won the Israel Prize in medicine. Really? Uh, Marta Weinstock-Rosen. Um, she has this great quote we have in her bio about how she you know, has always not quite belonged being a Jew, being a woman, being Orthodox. She's always worn it proudly and how she found that she was publishing more, accomplishing more as a Sabbath observant Jew than, you know, her non-Sabbath observant colleagues um, and running a family. And so we, it's really um, got a Today Show producer, an Emmy nominated, uh, Emmy nominated Today Show producer, yeah, Al Fetterbush, um, also grew up religious. So it's just... Uh, S.D. Ackerman, ping pong star, um, ah. got a national attention when she didn't play on Shabbos. She national was, attention? She was on the Nachum Siegel Network. Well, then, I mean, plus <laughs> that, right? So, but she's, Who needs uh, national attention? Exactly. She's She is a 2016 Olympic hopeful right now. Is so. she really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's phenomenal. Um, yeah. So we've... Uh, nice kid, by the way. Yeah. And then we have Henry Suyaka, also an incredible story. Um, he was not raised religious. Um, both of his parents tragically died when he was 19 in two separate incidents. He wow. used a small inheritance um, and started investing and took a few thousand dollars, turned it into $1.5 billion. Um, Forbes has him ranked as number 74 in the world in terms of investments. Um, Business Insider, I think, has him 35th uh, wealthiest hedge fund manager in the entire world. Um, and if you read about him online, his the interviews that he's done about his Judaism is that Life is not about the physical. Um, his uh, role model from Tanakh is Moshe Rabbeinu because he was willing to leave the Gashmi as the physical and, you know, do something for the purpose of spirituality. And he's a, a big uh, Baltadak, a big, uh, you know, philanthropist. So um, also very cool. I'm trying to think, how many did I get so far? Uh, I think you've oh. done it. I think you've done six. And that, that's fine. I and mean, that is a really, really incredible uh, roundup and uh, varied group of people. Um, I, uh, I, I just, that's fantastic. And when is this event? Um, it is Tuesday evening, December 2nd. We're hoping to be your first Hanukkah party of the year. <laughs> but, uh, we, we like to connect this event around Hanukkah. Um, right. 
Besides the fact that it's a festive time and who doesn't love going to, you know, uh, a place where you can eat lots of latkes and donuts. I was going to say, I do recall, if there's any one thing I recall about last year's event in all of its um, manifold splendor, it was that the latkes were excellent. You know, we uh, we aim to please here. It's got to be a full, you know, it's it's got to be, the food's got to be kosher, but it's got to be amazing. So, right. um, so, and Legendary Destinations was our sponsor last year, and we look forward to making an amazing menu with them again this year. Right. And, um, yeah, it's really, the event is really about um, recognizing that there's so much to enjoy in life in this world itself while following all these rules that people might think might hold you back, but recognizing that there's plenty of enjoyment, but then as you follow those rules, that it gives a greater meaning and a greater purpose. So it's not just enjoying the laka for what it does to your taste buds at the moment, but, you know, making the blessing, recognizing that there's a greater purpose to life and that it's, you know, food, food that fuels you so that you can have energy to, you know, um, exist in a purposeful way. So that's, that's kind of uh, what we like to do here. So, yeah, we're hoping it's going to be your first Hanukkah party of the year. Um, we're going to premiere a short film about some of the all-stars. We're, uh, we're working on that right now. Um, and yeah. It sounds fantastic. And I, and I don't think it's even a little bit perverse, by the way, several days after Sukkot for us to be talking about latkes and Hanukkah. It's perfectly normal. It's complete. I mean, aren't you hungry by now? I am, actually. <laughs> I actually am. Allison Josephs is our guest. She is the host of Jew in the City Talks. The new show on the Nachum Siegel Network. And she is herself Jew in the City personified. If you go to JewInTheCity.com, you can uh, follow Allison's uh, writings and uh, video recordings and, uh, and her social media thoughts and, uh, and, and lots, of other, uh, lots of ways that she connects with the public. And connects is really a, a good way to put it because Allison is, uh, in fact, I'll say this with her right here, uh, excellent at connecting with people. She really does uh, does does that wonderfully with a lot of talent and innate ability. So uh, I'm sure that the new show on the Nachum Siegel Network will be a uh, very interesting one and hopefully a big success. So, uh, Allison, is there anything? Actually, there is one other thing I wanted to ask you about. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about Project Muckhome? Sure. Um, so it's interesting. I actually just got into a Twitter fight earlier today. A Twitter um, fight? A Twitter fight. Who doesn't like those? Um, I don't. <laughs> you know, in the past when we've released the All-Stars list, mm-hmm. uh, it sometimes uh, sort of gets people a little bit angry, people that came from segments of the Orthodox world that might not have had as many opportunities educationally or in terms of doing out-of-the-box careers. Right. You know, more insular parts of the Haredi world. Um, and we've always tried to showcase uh, at least one male and female from the Haredi world that's part of the list to show that it, it need not only be modern and centrist Orthodox Jews, although we'll admit it doesn't happen as often. Right. I think releasing the list today got someone on Twitter angry, you know, kind of, well, okay, well, how are you going to spin, you know, how are you going to spin uh, people not sitting on planes and how are you going to spin people not getting a good enough education in Lakewood and how are you going to spin a lot of anger? Why, and- why do you need to spin all that? So I said, I said, we're not spinning anything. I said, um, where there are problems, we speak out against it. And he said, well, how are you going to fix it? And so I sent him a link and I linked to Project Makom. And what Project Makom is, is that we've heard that there are people within sort of extreme segments of the Haredi world that did not do well there, that felt like, you know, the way they were raised was too severe, not enough love, too much focus on fear, too much focus on stringencies, um, 
not enough understanding. And instead of leaving the fold completely, they're looking for another community with an orthodoxy so they can still observe, but something a little bit more integrated into the world, a little bit more, you know, flexibility in it. And so we created this initiative. Um, it's being uh, run by uh, two volunteers, um, Mindy Shaper and Gabriella Lerner, who had both said that they had wanted to do something but um, weren't quite sure what to do. And right. um, so we sort of tapped into our network. We have about 200 people around the world who wrote in after I wrote the initial post about let's find something to do with these people that are searching um, all over the world who said that they want to help out. So we're putting together now basically a team of volunteers who are learning with people over the phone, who are opening up their homes for Shabbos, who are helping to get placements for people in their children's schools if someone wants to check out a new school. So um, there are a lot of things going on right now uh, with Jew in the City, as you can imagine. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm not involved in such a sort of a day-to-day intimate sort of way, but what I'm trying to do is use the connections that I've established over these years, use the brand that I've established, use the network of people who I know want to help. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have, you know, Gabriella and Mindy who are really organizing the, the lay people. And what we're hoping is to sort of test out what the need is. We're trying to get some publicity going for the, the program itself. And then hopefully as we can see how many are interested and we're going to, you know, get to do that fun thing called fundraising my other fun thing that I can do. <laughs> um, so yeah, but so when, when this guy kept pushing me, well, what's your solution? And I said, this is what we're doing. He said, keep up your great work. So it was a nice feeling that like we could finally like win a Twitter fight. And so it you, made want, it, you won him over. I won him over. No, but you know what? Like I, the, the purpose of Jew in the city is to not pretend that there are no problems or that things are perfect. We're not here to spin anything. We're, we're here to, um, dust off the things that maybe sometimes don't get shined up nice enough and show all the beauty that exists. We're here to speak out about the problems as they exist. But, um, you know, the, the bad news spreads so quickly and spreads so easily. And you have to actively seek out the good, just like Borer on Shabbos. You have to take the good from the bad. So, right. um, so that's what we're doing. We're actively taking the good from the bad. And we're trying to, you know, let people know this is what we're supposed to be. This is what many of us are. And we're going to do our best to fix the things that are not as they are, should be. Excellent. Allison Josephs, thank you. Thank you. Jewinthecity.com. And every uh, Thursday at 10 a.m. on the Nachum Siegel Network. And that will be Jew in the City Talks. Allison Josephs, thanks for spending a little bit of time here on The Stunt Show. Thanks for having me. It's Thursday, the 23rd of October. You're listening to The Stunt Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Mayor Furtick. Thank you so much for spending some time this afternoon with us. Hope you're enjoying things. Uh, always a pleasure to have Allison Josephs on. Before that, earlier in the show, we had uh, we had Hannah Farkas, the uh, Assistant Director of Community Engagement and Synagogue Services, and by Judah Isaacs, the Director of Community Engagement at the Orthodox Union, uh, discussing Shabbos. So let's move from, from Shabbos to... Jewish public relations to Torah. How about that? Let's welcome Rabbi Jack Abramowitz. He is the editor of OUTorah.org. And welcome to the Stunt Show. Thank you. Pleasure. Uh, people might be thinking right now, I know that name. That was that engaging, funny guy who was on JM and the AM on Monday. That's correct. He said modestly. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yeah, you you were on JM the AM on Monday. You did a great job, and uh, you were very uh, very interesting to listen to. And you talked with Nachum about uh, some of the new things that are on OU Torah and that are being offered uh, 
offered by email on a daily basis for people to uh, add to their Torah learning repertoire. Um, so first, why don't we just quickly review, in case anybody missed that segment, it really was worthwhile. Um, when we talk about OU Torah, I should just explain, we're talking about a, a section on the OU.org website, uh, which can also be accessed directly at OUTorah.org. And uh, all of that content, all of that material is your is your domain, your purview. You edit that. You pretty much decide what's going to go up there, and you uh, and you originate new content and, uh, and and look for ways to to sort of expand the project. So what what have you done? What have you wrought for fifty seven seventy five? Well, we've got a full complement of Torah content. Mm-hmm. We've got Daf Yomi, which is huge. We have a lot of material on the Parsha. And we have all areas of Jewish learning, which includes Machshava, Jewish thought. We have Halacha, which is Jewish law. And, and just so many different categories. So what we have new just now, right. uh, one thing is uh, we started a new email. So we already had emails that covered the Nach Yomi, mm-hmm. which is a daily chapter from the later books of the uh, the Jewish Bible, so the books of Nevi'im and Ksuvim, the prophets and the writings. Right. And when, when we launched that program years ago, people said to us that we were selling them short because we didn't give them Chumash, which is the first part, the Torah, <laughs> right. which is the first part of the Jewish Bible. So we created an analogous program called Shnaya Mikra, and that would be not a chapter a day, but it would take the weekly Torah portion and divide it into the seven aliyahs, and would be a shear, a lecture, and a uh, synopsis along with the text and translation for one of these seven aliyahs every day, so that person could review the weekly Torah portion. So this Past fall, uh, I guess about a year ago, we started the uh, Nachiomi as an email in addition to having it on the website. Right. So now, by popular demands, because a, a number of people requested this, we have repeated history. So just like Shania Mikra was created in response to Nachiomi, right. the email is, again, following because people requested the same thing as a response to the fact that we made Nachiomi available through their email. So explain the concept of Shnaya Mikra for those who are perhaps uninitiated. Well, the Talmud says that we are to review the weekly Torah portion every week, Shnaya Mikra Ve'echad Targum, which means twice in the text and once in translation. Mm-hmm. And the translation that they were talking about was the Aramaic translation of Unclus, but nowadays we tend to use the commentary of Rashi and other sources that elucidate the text. So what we did is we got lecturers who are very familiar with the text of the, the Chomish and the commentaries and the explanation, and they give seven brief shirim covering the entirety of the Parsha. And the uh, the difference between this and, and other content is that you go to a website, you hear a shir, you read a, an article that covers one aspect. And here, by doing this in seven installments, you're really covering the entirety of the Parsha. So I'm not saying that listening to the shir or reading the synopsis necessarily fulfills the Talmudic obligation of reviewing the Parsha, but it's meant as a tool to facilitate understanding and, and being able to go through this material right. and uh, and towards that goal. How long does each audio segment run each year? They really vary. Just like when you go to Shul, the uh, the Torah portion could be longer, could be shorter, and mm-hmm. Aliyah could be longer, could be shorter. Right. So really the length of the uh, the lecture depends on what's in the Parsha. Right, exactly. Okay, so that's uh, that's fine. And so everybody has the opportunity to, to sign up to get an email that would give them a synopsis written by you, I believe, right? Right. What I do is I, I take the text, which can very often be difficult to understand, mm-hmm. and I put it in the vernacular, 
and I elucidate with commentary. So I'll, I'll give it the thing and put parenthetically Rashi says that this means. And, right. You know, so, again, we're making it much easier than necessarily just sitting down and reading the translations, which are, are certainly useful, but not, uh, not the entirety of the picture. Right. And then once somebody has read that, they have the opportunity to, to hear an actual shear. Well, the only part that we email is the synopsis, but there's a link to the, the link, shear. Right. But one doesn't have to read the synopsis. If they just want to hear the shear, they can click right, right on the link and go straight to it. They're, they're separate components. It's just more ways for people to approach the material. Use one, use both, use neither and go do something else. Right. You know, you've got options, and that's so a great how do, thing. How do people sign up for that? They can go online to oyu.org slash newsletters, mm-hmm. and at that, uh, at that site, they'll find Shnaya Mikra, they'll find our Nachyomi email, they'll find Hashanah Halachas, which is two, uh, two Jewish laws a day, right. and uh, we're working through the Kitzur Shochanar currently. And, uh, of course, right. uh, not just OU Torah emails, but all but the emails from the OU are there. Including Shabbat Shalom, which is the weekly, uh, the Thursday afternoon email from, uh, from the OU that uh, goes through a lot of the uh, excellent content that has appeared that week on OU.org. That'll be arriving in just a few hours now. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, so this, sounds, this sounds really interesting. Um, the, for those who haven't visited it recently, the uh, OU.org and OUTorah.org websites have been uh, completely redesigned in the last number of months, the last, over the last year. Um, what are some of the other things that people can find on OUTorah? Well, I, I do want to mention some of the other new programs that mm-hmm. uh, that are going on. Right. One that just started this week is uh, Rabbi Shalom Rosner, who is one of our most prolific and most popular lecturers. He does a Daf Yomi Shir. He does a Parsha Shir. He just started this week a mm-hmm. Navi Shir. And really? Yes. And, uh, you know, it, it, um, a, a late addition to the uh, 5775 lineup, but uh, we're very excited to have it because his stuff is always fabulous, and he just started with an introduction to the Nevi'im. Right. So uh, that's on the website currently, and if people you know, go there now, they'll, they'll find that easily enough on our front page, and uh, more will be coming down the pike. Right. He, and, is, he is very well received. Rabbi Rosner, of course, was the rabbi of the Island Shul for many years in, uh, in Cedarhurst. And before he made Aliyah, and now he continues to uh, to be available to American audiences, with whom he's very popular, as well as, of course, people from around the world. But I'm saying the people here in the states uh, who who uh, who miss him mm-hmm. still have access to him, you know, basically seven days a week on uh, OU.org and OUTorah.org. Right. And another uh, another new series mm-hmm. is Masilas Yesharim, which is the classic work of Musser, of of Jewish growth and self-improvement. Right. And that's uh, being taught by Rabbi Eliezer Foyer. And uh, what, what I find uh, you know, uh, cute is that his father, Avram Chaim Foyer in Israel, mm-hmm. also has a series on... Torah, which is Chovos Halavavos, and that's another classical work of Musser. So it's it's nice to have father and son Musser Shirim, and the uh, the series is one of the most requested things for Oyutaro. You know, people say, well, when are you going to have Masiel Shirim? And now we do. Right. So uh, so that's, uh, that's something very people exciting. will enjoy. And uh, yeah, what there's is, just a lot there. So uh, What are some other highlights, some other uh, things that uh, you think people might be particularly interested in? Well, my pet project currently is a thing called the God Papers. Uh, this is a series of articles that I'm writing which take topics from the Rambam's Mora Nevuchim, uh, popularly called the Guide for the Perplexed in uh, in English, mm-hmm. and it uh, 
takes topics about angels, about miracles, about the creation of the world, very esoteric things. And what I'm doing is I'm, I'm breaking my head on the, uh, the book and giving some uh, bullet points that will help elucidate these concepts for people who are perhaps disinclined to, uh, to break their heads in the book. And do it themselves. But i got to tell you, you know, if this is a guide for the perplexed, the perplexed in the Rambam's day were way more advanced than our perplexed. Is that so? That is definitely so. What makes you say that? Because these topics, he's bringing in Aristotle and Plato, and then you've got his contemporary Muslim philosophers. So it's like this, a speech borrowed so. by Lamb. <laughs> but seriously, the, the expectation of the familiarity of, of the perplexed mm-hmm. with this breadth of philosophy, and uh, it, it's, it's really it's, it's quite a compelling work, but uh, I'm, I'm paring it down. Like I said, it's really just bullet points. It's no substitute for, for the original, but again, just an introduction to the concepts, I think, for a a more mass audience, and then if they like it, they can always pursue the original. Right. Very interesting. Our guest is Rabbi Jack Abramowitz. He is the editor of OUTorah.org from the Orthodox Union. And uh, Rabbi Abramowitz is the author of uh, several books. You want to list them? Well, let's see. Uh, there's the Nachiomi Companion, which right. collects the synopses on uh, Nach that uh, ran right. and continue to run on the Oyutoro website. So you can get them for free online, but if you'd right. like them all collected nice and neat. <laughs> they're in then, a book. <laughs> they're in two books, one on Navi yeah. and, and one on Ksuvim. Right. And then there's the uh, Shnaya Mikra Companion, same thing. And uh, there's there's one that's not from Oyutoro called the Sneas Book, mm-hmm. which is really the Sneas Book for people who hate Sneas Books. Because because they find that a lot of the existing literature is a list of do this and don't do that. Right. And really what I do is I go to the sources. And, and people understand that, oh, I go to school and, and they say we have to have, you know, skirts, you know, certain length past the knee. But they don't tell them why that is. And I go to the biblical and Talmudic sources and I explain why things are the way they are. What you choose to do, that's up to you. Right. But the rules are not arbitrary. And the the ideas underlying them don't come out of nowhere. It's not like medieval rabbi said, hey, let's... Let's find something to do this afternoon and write a bunch of rules. They are derived by the Talmud from biblical sources, and that's what I try to do. I try and explain the state of the art. And I guess my magnum opus is the Taryag Companion, Mm -hmm. which, again, collects a series that ran on OU Torah and can still be found there for free. But uh, we had a series called Taryag. It's still online. In fact, right now, Taryag is is rerunning parallel with Sefer Mitzvahs by Rabbi Rosner. Oh, so okay. there's another series from Rabbi Rosner, right. and uh, it's the same idea. He gives a shear, and I have written a synopsis of the Sefer Chinuch, and this way, again, people have options. So you can go online and you can see, now that we're running the two programs parallel, so you'll have Mitzvah number 21. The next day, Mitzvah number 22, and you can work your way through. Right. And again, use either, use both, whatever you like. We're and just providing you, more ways for people to master the material. And when you say magnum opus, you mean, of course, that it's your thickest book. <laughs> By all means, yes. <laughs> Very good. Uh, Rabbi Jack Abramowitz, the editor of OU Torah. Uh, any, any final thoughts on uh, how people can use our site to uh, do daily Torah study? Well, like I said, there's just so much there. There's absolutely no way that somebody could possibly cover all the material there. But poke around, and there's a lot of different topics. As I said, there's the Jewish law, there's the, uh, the Tanakh, there's the Parsha, there's the Daf, there's, there's everything there. And then there's many series within each category. So if people just 
bounce around and try things out. They'll find, you know, Jewish Ethicist is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. They have a weekly Tefillah Focus, which is a new series uh, that's affiliated with Yeshira Orachim in Queens, and that's currently going through Ashrei and explaining line by line this prayer that we say three times a day, but with much greater detail. So if, if people want to learn about this, if, if they're interested in uh, Tefillah, Rabbi Wild did a series of Shirim on, uh, on Tefillah, and these are absolutely fabulous. So, again, there's, there's something for everyone. There's lots for everyone. And people just have to find the topic and the level and the style that speaks to them. But uh, we have some some very yeshivish content. We have uh, shirim on uh, Shev Shmaisa and on Shuvas Rabbi Akiva Eger and other things that are for much more advanced audiences. So there's entry level, there's for, for seasoned uh, yeshiva students, and right. everything in between. Wow. So just to close, sort of a, a question out of left field, but I'm curious... What is it like knowing that you are facilitating the bre- this breadth of study across the world? That there are people tuning in from all over, and that you are uh, leading a, leading you know the effort to 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 make this possible. Oh, it's gratifying. It's it's really one of the most gratifying things I've I've ever had the pleasure of of doing. Uh, previously in the OU, I've been here for thank God a number of years. I was with NCSY, mm-hmm. and then I was with Synagogue Services, and there was always an aspect of the education and the dissemination of, of Torah content, etc. But now to be able to do it pretty much all day, uh, it's it's really just you know one of the the greatest ways I can think of to spend my time, and the feedback that I get from uh, from the listeners and from the viewers and from the uh, audience. Uh, right. w- I, it's difficult to know whether they're listeners or viewers or readers because we have all different <laughs> types of things. That's right. But they, they, the, the people really do appreciate what the Magide share, what the lectures, what the authors, what all these people are providing, and and it, it just keeps continuing to grow. There's there's more and more. If I had an extra pair of hands, we could double. You know the, the really. Yeah, it's just. It's it's an endless well, and it's a thirsty audience, thank God, and it's just a great way to spend uh, spend one's day. That's fantastic. Thank you. Rabbi Jack Abramowitz, the editor of OU Torah. You can uh, see his work and the work of uh, all the different people he uh, curates and leads and uh, and uh, and prepares for the audience at OUTorah.org or uh, by going to OU.org and clicking on Torah. And uh, it's all there. So we're coming to the end of our show. And uh, my thanks to you for tuning into the Stunt Show today. It's been a, uh, a busy program. Just to review, uh, the uh, Shabbos project is this week, Parsha's Noach. Tomorrow night it begins. But really it begins tonight with challah bakes around the world, really. And you can get information about that at theshabbosproject.org. You can get information on resources being provided to OU shuls and, of course, available to any shul at ou.org slash community. Uh, you can go to shabbat.org. Uh, to possibly, even at this late moment, uh, sign up uh, to host for Shabbos. That's still, or, or to invite yourself somewhere, frankly. That still seems to be possible. And uh, you, can, uh, you can do all of that. So uh, my thanks to uh, my earlier guests, Rabbi Judah Isaacs, Rabbi Judah Isaac, uh, who is the Director of Community Engagement, and Hannah Farkas, who is the Assistant Director of Community Engagement and Synagogue Services at the OU. Uh, my thanks also to Allison Josephs, JewInTheCity.com, and now the host of Jew in the City Talks on the Nachum Siegel Network. And finally, my thanks again to Rabbi Jack Abramowitz, who is the editor of OU Torah. Org. My name is Mayor Fertig, and The Stunt Show is a, uh, a weekly event here on the Nachum Siegel Network, brought to you by a rotating uh, cast of hosts. And uh, I will join you when I join you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in. Take care, everyone. Mm-hmm.